You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, everyone. I'm Ashley Adams. This is House of Cards. We're going to have a wonderful show for you this hour. Uh, We have a guest who's been on many times before. He's one of the best people I know to talk with about poker. Frankly, it's not talking with him. It's listening to him because he can go on and on in a fascinating way. His name is Johnny Hughes. He's an old-time road gambler, poker thinker, poker writer. I think you'll enjoy him. And, of course, we'll have a mailbag segment as well. So stay tuned. We'll be back shortly. Attention poker players. Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone and tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works really well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere. An airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra-long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Dan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guest strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. In the field of local live entertainment. Oh my God! Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And those of you who have been fans of the show for a while, those of you who have tuned in over the last few years, have heard the guy that we're going to have on. You know he is a wonderful guest. You know, we, we have a lot of young guns on, a lot of promoters, a lot of people who know all about the latest technology. But 
my favorite type of guests are like this guy right here, Johnny Hughes, who is a self-described road gambler of the old school, and we're going to talk to him about his experiences and actually about his strategy uh, for winning at No Limit Hold'em. So without further ado, Johnny Hughes, are you there? I'm here. Well, great. Tell us about your latest project and uh, what it's all about. Okay. Um, this will be my third book, and I have just finished it. And I look on myself. I, I was a university teacher for 20 years. I look on myself as a teacher teaching young gamblers uh, and teaching poker players how to be gamblers and passing on the oral traditions and all that were passed on to me. <clears throat> the book I just finished is a novel, and it's got a guy my age teaching a young poker player who's a fabulous player, fabulous cash game player, uh, all about being a gambler and all of his philosophies. And those same philosophies transfer over into real life. <laughs> but let me when I was let me ask young, you another. Yeah, I was just going to say, why don't you start with your background and let our listeners okay. know who don't know you a little bit about their back about your background. Yeah, I'm uniquely qualified to to write about these things because when I was a teenager, I wanted to be a professional gambler. We had several in the family, and my great uncles on my mother's side were road gamblers, and my mother was a fantastic card player, and. Um, I fell in with a guy named Curly Cavett, who uh, kept out of the limelight, but he was uh, just the constant. When Doyle Brunson reviewed an article I'd written about Curly, he wrote, wrote that Curly was the consummate gambler. He had no tr leaks, <clears throat> but he taught me everything about it, and he introduced me to future Poker Hall famers Sarge Ferris and Johnny Moss, and I used his name in Las Vegas. I met Benny Binion through Curly, and he got me a job working for another Hall of Poker Hall of Famer, Bill Boyd, at the Golden Nugget playing stud for the house, shilling. And um, I just wanted to be a gambler, and I learned a lot about it. And I'll combine a little etiquette here. I uh, I started out kind of as a trash talker, you know, around the high school and college games. And my mother was real obnoxious, really obnoxious, and a terrible cook, a dear old mom. But she was probably the world's most obnoxious card player. And we traveled to bridge tournaments in several states, <clears throat> and she and she gambled at golf and bridge, and she would make the opponents mad. Well, when I first started winning good money playing poker, I, there were Lubbock was a poker center where I live here. Lubbock, and Texas. And several professional gamblers lived here. Johnny Moss lived here once. Uh, Bill Smith, main event champ of 85. And these guys trained me. But before that, I... As a freshman in college, I got in with these guys older than me, about, you know, 10 years or thir guys in their 30s, and I was just winning a ton of money off them, and I was kind of a trash talker, and we'd con back then. We'd ask to split the pot and stuff, you know, and um, I went up to a steam bath one time. These guys from the poker game were in the steam bath, and I could overhear them talking about me. And they were saying, he's obnoxious, and he's a wise-ass, and he's winning all our money, and his name's in the paper all the time for these bridge tournaments. Let's borrow him. And one other guy said, no, nah, he's loose as a goose. We'll win that money back and everything. And it wasn't too long after that that they did bar me. But these old professional gamblers, they taught you how to dress, dress very nice, because we're trying to attract the oil men, the businessmen, the lawyers. Act very nice to them. They're like your customers and you're a salesman. It's supposed to be entertaining, light talk, make people enjoy themselves. And Bridge got hurt a lot by the weaker players, got run off. They were intimidated by the experts. And to a degree, poker's that happens in poker. 
You should be nice to everybody. But they would tell us, you know, we showed up on time to help get the game started. Be a good little game starter, they'd say. And we dressed well. We treated everybody nice. Don't rib a loser. If you want to trash talk a little and joke, do it with your friends. But never insult the producers, you know. And don't hold up the poker game. One of the main things that irritates me these days in etiquette is people won't look at their hand until it comes to them because they think they're on TV and it gives them a chance to get the limelight. And you should look at your hand immediately for strategic and courtesy reasons. And that way you can observe the people behind you. And if you just stop and wait till it's to you, then everybody's observing you at once. And it's just, I saw a tournament the other night, and a guy did that. You know, he would wait till it's to him. And then he'd just study, even if he was going to fold. He'd study a good while and then fold. He was slow playing the game. And oftentimes, I think, the weaker players will kind of hold up the game because they want their money to last. We are going to be back quickly, so stay tuned. I've just tried this wonderful, catalicious Dynavite for cats. The vitamins, the minerals, it's got all the stuff in it that cats really like. You don't even have to put food with the Dynavite. You will eat the powder right out of the scoop. I was thrilled when I heard Dynavite for cats was coming out because I had seen the changes in my dog. She is not scratching anymore. She's not chewing anymore. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. Sammy, he's 13, 14 years old and he's running around a little bit more. His coat is a little bit softer and shinier. Justin's eyes sparkle more. He bats at stuff. He kind of jumps around. Daisy and Susie have a cat tree in my living room and lately she's been climbing up to the top jumping up there and then she'll climb back down and then she's right back up again. It is just the best Dynavite for cats. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Do you know what a straight flush is? It's like unbeatable. Like unbeatable is not unbeatable. Hey, I know that now. Hey, poker players, welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. I want our listeners, first of all, to remember that or to learn that we're talking to Johnny Hughes, who is a great poker storyteller and writer. And also, you have done some stuff on strategy. Can you incorporate into your remarks something about some strategic things that you have learned at the table as far as when to be aggressive, what kind of seat you may want, uh, and what to do when you're facing aggressive players. You bet. Well, I have what's called a huge strategy. I've written for Bluff Europe, the biggest poker magazine there, every month for five years. And I write memoirs, strategy, psychology. I have a Ph.D. in organizational psychology. And when I taught, I would use poker strategy and poker, things about poker as an example, and the students really like that. But in the Hughes strategy at No Limit Hold'em, you do, never raise in the fourth and the fifth seat. You just trap. That's the key element of the thing. And then you play kind of tied ABC around to the cutoff and the button, and then you play very aggressively. And I was an aggressive player back in the day because the old pros were coming out of five stud and they were tight, you know. And now with everyone so aggressive, I do not raise in the four and the five seat. Uh, I trap because you can pretty much count on a raise and you can count on these weak button raises and 
you know, people with bad hands want to raise it because they saw it on TV. Well, let me well, ask you is... about that specifically, Johnny. Uh, so let's okay. say you're sitting in the five seat, you're in mid position, and you've got a pair of aces or a pair of kings. You don't raise with that hand, you just call? Absolutely. I play big pot poker. And part of this is you're playing against the rake now as much as the other players. And so I want the pots to be big. But say you do raise with two aces in the four seat and three or four of them call you, well, you're kind of in trouble because you've got to act first the whole way. But say you just call and someone else raises, now you may re-raise. And I'm, I'm going to re-raise in that spot with ace king, aces or kings. Probably call it with queens and jacks and that sort of thing. But in other words, it neutralizes position, actually, because the others make their big actions. If you raise in the four seat, there's only the blinds out there. What, do you want to hurry up and get them before you get in some action with those aces? And if no one raises and you just get calls behind you, you've got to be kind of careful. I mean, you know, you bet half the side of the pot or something. You don't want to get too wound up about it unless you do get a raise. But aces, kings, and ace-king play best against one other person. And so this way, and also if one guy raises and three or four of them call, they're not going to be able to call my re-raise. I'm going to re-raise the size of the pot and sometimes even more. And in the early parts of a game, if I'm in a casino, you know, I might still be short-stacked because they'll only let you sit in a certain amount. And this play works pretty good just to move in. And you have a deceptive value. They don't know what you're doing. And very often they think, you know, I've heard them say this a hundred times, they think that you uh, have a pair but a smaller one, a mid one down that you're re-raising where you couldn't raise it and now you can and people will say he couldn't raise it it's not i couldn't raise it young man it's that i didn't raise it you have a choice you know but i've been doing this for four four or five years and uh, i started playing a lot of poker when i retired 10 years ago and i just went on a hell of a winning streak and it was luck. there was some luck involved i don't even believe in luck you know I don't believe in losing streaks much, but I, I was really hitting some hands, and I had won some pots doing this, you know, and I started keeping a notebook. And this just really was good, although my notebook, my record-keeping was flawed because the mathematics wasn't true. I mean, I never did lose on two kings. I just never did. But if you'll take ace-king on the, on the odds calculator... It's good against any hand except kings or aces, and you got a 30% chance against kings. And so you're trying to build a bigger pot with those quality hands, and you're also getting to act last. If a real tight player raises it up that hardly ever plays a pot, I might just smooth call him with ace-king. But if one of these aggressive button raisers, and that's the flow of poker, Crandall Addington, who's one of my pen pals and has given good reviews to my books, book, uh, he said, you know, we didn't have that flow of poker in the past. Very few move-ins before the turn. And people have changed their poker because of tournaments and watching it on TV. But by the same token, I'm playing position here. In other words... You raise in those early positions, and it just it doesn't do you as, as much good. You might lose a big pot or win a little one. I'm trying to win a big pot, and you end up with some matchup situations that are just so ideal. If one guy raises it and three or four call him, and you make a real big bet and get one caller, well, both of you probably have the best of it with the and you know if you had ace king and he had a pair of nines. Both of you have some money out there in that pot now where you didn't have money in the pot beforehand. But I've experimented with this. Uh, it's, the, it's the only way I play. And if you're in a tight game, you might raise in the five seat and not the four seat. But this is fun to play, too. 
So you know where do I mean? you play, words, Johnny? You where do you fun? play most? Okay. Of your, where do you play most of your poker these days? Hello. Yeah, where do you play most of your poker these days? I couldn't hear you, Ashley. Oh, I I said, where do you play most of your poker these days? Okay. I play at a place that you've interviewed the poker manager, Winstar, Jay Wilde. Oh, yeah, down in southern Oklahoma where everybody in the parking lot is from Texas. Everybody. And uh, it's a friendlier place than Vegas, and it's so much cheaper to go to. And I don't play so much nowadays. Uh, poker was life-changing for me up until t- most of my dang life, you know, over 50 years of my life. Uh, even when I had a, I had a job the last 30 years straight, didn't miss a day of work, but I depended on poker to supplement my income and did well in Vegas most nearly every year at the world series in the cash games. And I'd get so dang lucky one day that it was kind of hard to tell if I could even beat the dang town, but everything's it's it costs twice as much to get there the you can't stay right downtown with where everybody is you know it, the early world series was the most delightful thing in the world um what was your first what was your first year of the world series johnny what year huh? what year was your first year of the world series 75 i flew out there with Amarillo slim who was already famous getting in the night show and was already won the world championship once and uh, even got a good photograph of me and him from that trip. And then I'd go every other year, sometimes every year for a few years. And, you know, I just, I had a good record out there uh, and I just loved doing it. But I was usually on there, only there about five days up to seven or so. And I felt my time would be better played in the uh, cash games. And when it first started, they didn't have satellites. And I wasn't about to put down $10,000 to play against the very best players from Texas. And that's what they were, you know. And uh, But I was a little bit short-sighted because I had tournament experience from bridge tournaments and knew how to pace myself for an afternoon and an evening session and long sessions and how it's not just one hand, but it's the accumulation of your scores and stuff. And I had a lot of good experience, and I I might have done better if I'd have saved up my money and got in the, the tournaments, but I was usually to the point that uh, if I didn't win in Vegas, I was going to have to borrow some money for the summer or something. In other words, I'm... I'm would spend myself broke. We're going to take a break, and then we'll be right back. Make your game night the envy of all your friends and family. Play on a -a one-of-a-kind table. Play on a pro-caliber poker table. Pro-caliber tables are made with high-quality gaming suede and suited speed cloths. And with their Table Builder app, customers can create a table to accommodate any game. Select one of the in-stock designs from their site or imprint your own. And now you can get a free 600-count coin inlay chipset when you purchase a pro-caliber poker table. Here's how. Use offer code HOCRADIO when you check out at ProCaliberPoker.com or when ordering by phone at 240-25-POKER. That's 240-257-6537. Remember, to get your free gift when ordering your poker table, use offer code HOCRADIO. That's H-O-C-R-A-D-I-O. Order by phone at 240-257-6537 or online at ProCaliberPoker.com. ProCaliber Poker Tables. Stop playing around and get that table you've been looking for. You can make this Valentine's Day one that you'll both never forget with this amazing offer from AdamandEve.com. 
Through Valentine's Day, you'll receive 50% off just about any item. Just go to adamandeve.com and you'll find over 18,000 adult entertainment products, including toys, lingerie, and a seemingly endless selection of adult DVDs. And there's more. With every order, you'll receive our romance kit free. Our romance kit includes a toy for him, a special massager for her, and a little something we know you'll both enjoy. Plus, a free adult DVD to put you in the mood. And that's not all. Oh, no. We'll also throw in free shipping on your entire order. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special Valentine's offer. Get 50% off one item, a free romance kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code BABE16. B-A-B-E-16. That's BABE16 at AdamandEve.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show, poker questions, you just want us to know about great places to play, or you just got bluffed out of a pot, your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards hotline. Available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Hey, this is Dave Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards Gamer Report for the week of June 1st, 2015. The New Jersey Attorney General's Office announced the indictment of Michael Williams and 20 other people who allegedly stole $90,000 from TD Banks using Atlantic City casinos. Investigators say that Williams would deposit phony checks into TD Bank, then taking advantage of the same-day cash availability, go to the casinos and withdraw the money using the casino's cash advance system. Investigators say by the time the banks realized the checks were bad, he had already obtained the money. Williams was charged with second-degree conspiracy and fraud and faces up to 10 years in prison. Nevada Governor Brian Sandoval signed a bill last week to allow casinos to have slot machines with skill elements involved. These new slot machines will have advanced technology and an arcade-style element to the games, which will attract younger gamblers. And finally, last week we told you about how boxer Floyd Mayweather won over $180,000 by gambling over four days. Well, he's done it again. Last Saturday night, he bet on the Golden State Warriors to win Game 3 over the Houston Rockets. The Warriors won, and so did Mayweather. This time, on one bet, he won $200,000. We should just call this segment the Mayweather Gaming Report. Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards. The weather is getting nicer, so grab your tablet or your cell phone and bring nj.partypoker.com with you. Why would you want to go to Atlantic City or Pennsylvania, pay for gas, pay for parking, fight the crowds, when you can play the same games at home or wherever you are? If you're 21 and in New Jersey, go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up using the promo code HOC. Start playing and start winning some cash. It's that easy. Go to nj.partypoker.com and sign up today with promo code HOC. This is House of Cards Radio with Ashley Adams. The ambassador of poker. 
Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. Listeners, we're talking to Johnny Hughes, who is an old road gambler and professor and teacher who's just written a novel and has written interesting books in the past about his poker experiences. Uh, Johnny, did you ever play in a tournament out in Las Vegas? Did you ever play in a poker tournament in the oh, World sure. Series? sure. I've played in small tournaments. and We used to play this. I've won satellites. Uh, one tables. We'd play the one tables, and I would uh, sell it. And we we played freeze out here way back in the fifties and sixties, where to, it was a promotional deal to get the game started, get everybody show up on time. Everybody sit down on hundred dollars at one o'clock, and one guy got all the money. And we already knew that format before they did it at the World Series. Amarillo Slim, who rarely told the truth and claimed credit for everything. He told people he invented Freeze Out, and hell, I'd already played it for years before that, you know. But And I've done fairly well at the small tournaments, but if you go to a place like Windstar and you enter a smaller tournament, and you, it takes all day, and you might win as much as first place over in the side games. And also, with the bigger fields, tournaments taking longer, I'm getting too old for the tournaments. In other words, it's just, uh, it's too grueling. I hear you. Uh, Do you still play bridge, Sean? I, I won the West Texas tournament here two years in a row, which probably had three or four tables. What? Where but, was that played? What? Where was that played? Up in an apartment where a guy ran a poker game. I ran poker games for years. I'd run small games and cut the pot, play in the two levels of bigger games. There was a medium game, and then there was a real big game. And in the the only games we played were Hold'em, Texas Hold'em, and 7-5 Kansas City low ball, and not as much low ball. Um... Poker hold them from the, about the mid fifties on, and I don't know when it was invented, but it pretty much dominated, and the better players wanted to play it. You know, was it always and played? Boy, was it always played no limit, Johnny, or did you play it limit at first? Oh, we start playing no limit in third grade, and we never played limit. And also, I ran these poker games, and gosh, I don't, you know, I can remember the big gamblers and things they said in teaching me, exact sayings and all. And I can't even hardly remember the little games, but I don't, and I don't know how I scratched out a living, but we'd have eight players, and it'd be a $20 sit-in, and we'd play No Limit. And um, I only I I quit playing limit in about high school. I see. When you ran your games, your little games, were they limit games or were they no limit games? They were the little, all of them, regardless of the size. They were no limit. In other words, even my little game was no limit. I see. Have you ever played uh, in a limit tournament, or have the only tournaments you've played been no limit? Yeah, all in terms I've ever played were no limit. Well, let me ask you this, Johnny. You you started out wanting to be a gambler. You became a gambler. You ran small games. You played in bigger games. You played money, bridge. You played a lot of poker. Why did you end up deciding not to do that full-time and to become a university teacher instead? Well, when I was 26 years old, I got my first job for McGraw-Hill Book Company. I faked up a resume, you know, and I got me my first job traveling for McGraw-Hill Book Company. That's when I got out of college, and, you know, they paid me. And then the second week, I mean, two weeks went by, and they paid me again. I didn't have to win anything. I couldn't go broke. And we'd always make fun of working people, you know, and we'd joke about it and and all, but it was just uh, it was better to for me to work and uh play poker too. And
and I've never worked an eight-hour day ever. And I worked from Grow Health three years, and I took another five years off. But that was mostly to go to graduate school and get my doctorate. I was married then. And uh, since that time, I've always had a job. But I, it was like a sales job where you go in for two or three hours in the morning, and then it was a professor's job where you go in for three hours, four hours in the morning, um, and you're free in the afternoon. I spend mornings at the university, afternoons with the gamblers, and nights with the hippies. It was three <laughs> totally different cultures. <laughs> That's know? very cool. Why don't you tell uh, our audience what the name is of your current book and how they can get a hold of it? Okay, I have two books for sale on Amazon, and you can look at www.johnnyhughes.com, J-O-H-N-N-Y-H-U-G-H-E-S. My latest book, and I think everybody would like it, whether they're a gambler or not, is called Famous Gamblers, Poker History, and Texas Stories. And as I said, in all of my writings, and I'm trying to teach, in other words, I'm trying to teach the people the things that these old gamblers taught me. And there's two basic things I'd like to mention. Okay, go ahead. One is the math of it and what is a professional gambler. And back in our day, we'd say gambler, and it didn't mean the same as it does now. It meant somebody made their living gambling. And you take a percentage advantage. If you shoot craps, you're the fader. If you have slot machines, you own the slot machine. If you play poker, you attempt to have all your bets make mathematical sense where you have the best of it, a percentage advantage. And you don't play other games. I go in a casino, and I don't gamble at anything but poker. I might make a $10 horse bet every once in a while because I'm on vacation. But uh, I wouldn't put a quarter in a slot machine. Somebody might see me. I'd be so ashamed. <laughs> and um, that's the first thing is just always take the best of it. And the second thing is gambling is in two phases. The first phase is the wager. And the second phase is the outcome. The first phase, you bet on a football game. The second phase is somebody does win or lose. And you should care about the first phase and put your intellect into that, but you don't care at all whether you won or lost. You just feel zero emotion about it. I call that my inner poker face. And gamblers are used to that ups and downs. Today we got off winter in the stock market, and then we blew it at the end. What am I going to do, beat myself up three days a week over that? You know, and along with this, of not feeling anything, whether you won or lost, you don't care about how you do for a day or a month. You care about how you do for a year. And your gambling income will equal the number of bets you faded times the percentage advantage and your losses would be if you weren't taking the advantage titanic thompson said that all a man needs to be a winner is to feel good about himself and have some kind of advantage and so the two go together if you have trust in the mathematics of poker and you know that you're making the right plays, then you shouldn't care. People, there's no such thing as a bad beat. There's no such thing. Runner, runner, so what? It happens. It's part of probability. The uh, I hear these guys, why you hit a straight on me, and they're whining around, it's a bad beat. Well, they got to hit some straights, or you wouldn't... Um, Fade straights, you know. In other words, it's just part of it. One thing that used to happen in the earliest days of Hold'em is any time the suckers got two hearts and a flush draw, they thought it was even money. And also a rule kind of we had is don't give poker lessons. Don't tell the odds. Don't tell somebody you made a great play, you know. 
uh, that's what my mother would do in bridge. She'd just play the living devil out of those cards, and then she'd say, that was a scissors coop. And she'd talk to me as if those two people weren't even there, you know, just kind of a rudeness. But at the shop where we had a 35-year poker game for road gamblers and outlaws and anybody wanted to play, and Several of the world champions played, and, uh, you know, Amaral Slim was there, and Sailor Roberts, and different ones would come there. Uh, you didn't celebrate, no high-fiving kind of stuff, but you didn't bad beat story, or you didn't show it in your face when you lost a pot. And the way to keep from showing it is to keep from feeling it. I love Johnny. Language. We're going to have to end. Uh, we're going to have okay. to end on that note. I'm looking forward to having you on again, and I've appreciated your time with us uh, right now. Okay. Well, thank you, Ashley. Thanks to Doug. Well, one of these days, you and I have got to get together. Yeah, <laughs> I'd like to do that. Uh, hey, hey, you went to Japan, right? I sure did. It was great. And if you ever go there, I'll tell you all the things you need to do to go find a game. <laughs> did you play poker there? I sure did. I sure did. In <laughs> fact, I that. That. when you, you listen, poker more places than anybody I've ever heard of. <laughs> well, that's probably true, Johnny. Take okay. care. When you when you listen to this show, the mailbag segment will have my full story on playing in Japan. I hope. Okay. <laughs> okay. Take care, Johnny. Bye. Everyone, that was Johnny Hughes, a great raconteur, a great writer. Uh, we're going to. Pause and then come back with more House of Cards. Attention taxpayers, if you've received a notice from the IRS or state, do not ignore it. It's also a big mistake to try and handle your tax problem on your own. If you owe back taxes, it's a fact that the government has the power to take everything you own, including your home, business, wages, savings, and your freedom. But here's the good news. There's a special toll-free tax hotline set up especially for you. This tax hotline will tell you about new programs that are geared to help you dramatically settle, reduce, or eliminate what you owe. But you have to call now. Take down this number or put it in your cell phone. But call 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. When you call, you get free information on how you can reduce or eliminate back taxes, including penalties and interest. You can also be helped if you have unfiled returns, a tax lien, wage garnishment, bank levy, or if you've been entered into a payment plan but can't make the payments. Don't make the big mistake in thinking you can ignore or handle your tax problem on your own. You can stop the collection process immediately. Call this special tax hotline today for free info at 1-866-577-4680. That's 1-866-577-4680. 1-866-577-4680. Attention poker players! Do you like using your tablet or phone at the poker table, but hate running out of battery at the end of a long tournament day or cash game? Then you need the Grinder Gadget. The Grinder Gadget is a portable, compact charging station and stand designed by poker players for poker players. It gently grips the rail and allows you to prop up and charge your phone or tablet without touching the felt. The Grinder Gadget not only works well on a poker rail, but just about anywhere an airplane tray, a desk, anywhere. No more setting up your tablet on some wobbly table or leaving it on the floor. Its battery is powerful enough to charge most tablets and phones and still have plenty of juice left over for your headphones or any other device you have. You can even purchase a backup battery for those extra long sessions or trips. So if you like to grind while you grind, the Grinder Gadget is exactly what you've been waiting for. Check out www.grindergadget.com for more information. Get grinding and stay grinding with the Grinder Gadget. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyons, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. 
That's JerseyManMagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to the House of Cards. Is winning the most important thing? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, what do you mean, even with, like, considering health and, like, world peace? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Welcome back, everyone. This is Ashley. I am here uh, for House of Cards with my producer, Dave Weishattel, in studio. This is my favorite part of the show, by the way, the mailbag segment. So uh, what do we got this week, Dave? Well, a little housekeeping. I just want to tell people how to get in touch with us. If you have a question for the mailbag, you can reach us at info at houseofcardsradio.com. You can, uh, let me see if I get this right, tweet at us. I hope I said that right, at house of, at H-O-C Radio. You can leave a message for us on the Facebook page or call our hotline at 609-474-4627. I don't now, think that's the right uh, verb. I don't think it's tweet, tweet at, at us, I Doug. tweet. You <laughs> tweet you us. Tweet people or tweet at us. Tweet at us. Tweet. Oh, whatever. Okay. So, what do we got, Dave? Doug better be nice to us or I'll tell him about the production meeting we just had mm. of the verbiage. Maybe our next uh, mailbag. <laughs> So now that I uh, told people how to get a hold of us, I'm going to disregard all the questions we got this week and ask you about an amazing trip. Amazing. You just came back. Well, from. it all stems from the fact that I have an amazing wife who uh, teaches something that is sought after the world over. My wife teaches something called the Alexander Technique, which is a method of learning a more easeful way of doing whatever you do. Oh, wow. She actually doesn't just teach. She trains teachers of the technique at the Boston Conservatory. And in that practice, she has come to the attention of folks who are in Japan. So she said, I've been invited over to Japan to teach for three weeks. Um, my wife and I are always together on Friday night, so the only way she could do this would be if I accompanied her <laughs> so we could be together on Friday night. Uh, you found the loophole. I have to go with you, honey. That's right. <laughs> That's absolutely right. And so, you know, kicking and screaming, <laughs> she dragged me all the way to Tokyo. But the condition that I had was I had to find a poker game. So when I am, Which, by the way, is not an easy task in Japan. Well, because it's no strictly casinos. illegal yeah. uh, in Japan. It's not just that there are no casinos, because I find games where there are no casinos, but uh, it is strictly illegal. In fact, the guy I ended up getting hooked up with, which I'll talk to you about, um, told me that if he were arrested and convicted, first offense, many, many thousands of dollars and a few nights in jail. Oh, wow. Okay. First offense. <laughs> Second offense, he said, it's not a joke at all. It's two years in jail, a couple of $100,000 fine. So it's hard to find a game. He said there are underground casinos run by the Japanese mafia. Uh, I forget their name. It uh, starts with a Y. Um, but what he does well, well, is... Let me yeah. ask you something. The fact that you're asking around for a game in Japan, does that put you in any legal... Well, I didn't ask around you... for a game in Japan. The way okay. I found the game which is how I often find things, is I asked my poker friends, my connected friends in the poker universe, the best of which is Linda Johnson, who uh, runs Card Player Cruises, has been a guest on this show a few times, and her friend Jan Fisher. I sent them an email, and I said, I'm going to Japan. Can you uh, hook me up with anybody? I know that you have been there a few times. And they said, absolutely. <laughs> there is a great guy. His name is Hiroshi, and he... Uh, has not just set us up with poker, but he has taken us on tours of the country. Uh, has wonderful contact. So I contacted Hiroshi. And Hiroshi, as it turns out, uh, hooked me up with a game, undisclosed location. Okay. Um, and I would say this. Uh, I had a wonderful experience. It's not something I would do regularly because in order to run an underground game, you have to charge a lot in Japan in order to make the game make sense, given yeah. all the risk that you're taking. And so the rake is prohibitively, insanely, ridiculously high. Even so, it was worth it to play here. What happened was um, 
I met Hiroshi, who took me out for a wonderful, wonderful dinner. He uh, took me to a place he had been going to uh, near what's called the Tokyo Dome. That's where the Giants play, the the biggest team in oh, Japan. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're famous. Yeah, baseball. Uh, yeah. That's right. And uh, there's a place near there that he runs a game in. But he took me to dinner first, and it's a place he had been going to since he was a child. And, in fact, the wait staff were two women that he said, I've grown up with them serving me. They were like in their 80s <laughs> or 90s. And it was a wonderful meal, a rice dish with uh, cooked in a pot that it served in as well. It was a, I had seafood, and I also had some grilled chicken. And it was a great dish, wonderful meal. He paid for it wow. and told me stories about Japan and his travels around the world, playing poker. He had been a tournament victor. Uh, victor. He had lived in Canada, blah, 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 blah. Takes me to the game. On the way, we stop at something I'd never seen before. It was a free poker game, hmm. meaning no money, entertainment purposes only. But players are so devoid of places to play that they pay $30, <laughs> 3,000 yen okay. to play in this free game. I mean, imagine a bar league game with mm-hmm. no prizes, just play money, and people pay 30 bucks just to sit down and play for chips. I mean, unbelievable. <laughs> but he took me there, and they played, and I actually I got a chip from the game. It was called the uh, Backdoor Cafe, and the icon of the Backdoor Cafe is a woman's butt. Uh, in hot pants. So at least they have a sense of humor. The Backdoor Cafe. But that's it. We got to go. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you next time. And uh, that's it for House of Cards. podcast is a part of the c-suite radio network for more top business podcasts visit c-suiteradio.com